0: Well, good morning to you. It is Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Slava, Ukraine. Heroium Slava. Oh, and since it is Thursday, May 4th, of course, it's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, may the 4th be with you. Uh, I, I know, you have it, it's ridiculous. You've heard it several times today already. I had to do it. I'm a big old fat nerd. Well, I'm not. I'm not fat, but anyway. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV po- podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I, have I told you today how much I appreciate you coming every day? I really do. I, and and by the way, I had a lot of listeners this past week, and I'm very happy for that. I'm I'm very blessed. That was very nice of you. Uh, I still don't get paid for this. If you can, please bring someone with you today and tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or insights or fights at CyberClops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or send me a news story or whatever. I got some breaking news. And we got more breaking Clarence Thomas news coming up. up. But first, let's start with uh, the war in Ukraine. Let me have some coffee here. Uh, You guys got any plans this weekend? I don't. I'm poor. Here we go. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet, let's start with him, Dmitry Pesky Peskov, said Putin's reaction to the drone incident at the Kremlin was calm. Uh, TASS news agency quotes Peskov as saying... You know that the president always maintains calmness, composure, clarity in the assessments and commands that he gives out in difficult, extreme situations. Oh my God. That was so overwritten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's calm, like a deer in headlights. Uh, Peskov added that Russia knows that decisions about such terrorist attacks are taken in Washington and that Kyiv just implements these decisions. He said, Washington is definitely behind this attack. We are aware of this. Somehow, Russia always tries to find a way to blame the U.S., yet, no one at the Kremlin addresses the obvious. If Russia has defense capabilities along its border, how could a drone make it hundreds of miles, 300 miles beyond Ukraine's border? And that's just to the border. They would have to launch it from somewhere within Ukraine, right? Like another hundred miles within Ukraine. This is a 500 miles and nobody saw it until it hit the Kremlin? Are you kidding me? Come on. Okay. If Russian capabilities, uh, Russia has defense capabilities <laughs> uh, along its border, how could a drone make it hundreds of miles beyond Ukraine's border? That's the question. Or is it more likely that Russian citizens are sick and tired of Putin and they want to take him out and the drone came from within their own borders? Speculation is mounting that Russia staged the drone attack on the Kremlin that it blamed on Ukraine with potential analysis, excuse me, political analysis saying there are a number of reasons why the alleged strike, which Russia called a planned terrorist attack, just doesn't add up. I did some investigating this morning because apparently the news media didn't want to. Uh, And no one in mainstream news seems to be mentioning this. The drone's path went over Lenin's mausoleum and St. Basil's Cathedral, which means, that was before it hit the Kremlin, which means the drone had to fly either, fly around Moscow first before it came back towards the Kremlin, or it had to come from... uh, from the uh, east and it came from the uh, because it came from the east northeast. Ukraine is southwest of Moscow, 300 miles. That's the opposite direction that the drone came from. Nobody is reporting this. Why? Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said uh, on the drone attack after Washington and Ukraine denied involvement. He said, attempts to disown this both in Kiev and in Washington are, of course, absolutely ridiculous. We know very well that decisions about such actions, about such terrorist attacks, are made not in Kiev, but in Washington. Moving on. EU foreign policy chief. Uh, Joseph Borrell warns Moscow against using the alleged drone attack to escalate the war in Ukraine. And of course, that's what this is about. That's what they believe it's staged because then he can say, "Okay, now we're going to attack the presidential palace, uh, uh, the uh, presidential home for Zelensky, right? Anyway, Borrell told uh, journalists... We call on Russia not to use this alleged attack on an ex, uh, as an excuse to continue the escalation of the war. This is what worries us. This can be used to justify more conscription of people, more soldiers, more attacks on Ukraine. And of course, Russia is already doing this. They said, oh, look, they attacked our, uh, our, our Kremlin. Sign up for the war. Go get yourself killed. <laughs> Uh, Borel said he had heard Zelensky deny that Ukraine was behind the attack and said clearly Ukraine is not involved in the attacks, that they are defending their country, but they are fighting on their so- uh, soil, that they are not attacking Russian soil. And finally, we got a response from the wackadoodle, You know who it is. Former Russian president and head of the Security Council, Dmitry Wackadoodle Medvedev called the EU foreign policy chief an impudent old fool after he warned Moscow about escalating the war after an alleged drone attack. On Twitter, Medvedev said, Borrell has spoken out against uh, using the attack on the Kremlin for possible further escalation of the conflict. An impudent old fool. It is exactly to the escalation of the conflict it will lead. The terrorist attack committed by the the Kiev authorities guided by the U.S. and approved by the EU leadership. This is just what Washington and many dumbheads in Brussels want. Ooh, dumbheads. He called them dumbheads. How horrible. <laughs> and impudent fool. Impudent old fool. That's like a movie line, right? That's something you would hear in the movie movies. You impudent old fool. Wow, wow. Severely overwritten, this dialogue. Anyway, Zelensky made a surprise visit to the Netherlands to visit the ICC and The Hague. While there, he spoke. Zelensky said, we all want to see a different Vladimir here in The, in the Hague. Uh, he's, okay, Zelensky, he's comparing him because the spelling is different, but it's still the same name. It's sort of like uh, uh, Petrov and Peter. You know, they're, they're basically the same name, but it's spelled differently. Except this in this case, it's Volodymyr and Vladimir, two different names. But it, he said, we all want to see a different Vladimir here in The Hague, and that Putin deserves to be sentenced for these criminal actions right here in the capital of the of the international law. And I'm sure we will see that happen when we win, and we will win. He said... If we want true justice, we should not look for excuses and should not refer to the shortcomings of the current international law, but make bold decisions that will correct the shortcomings that unfortunately exist in international law. You know, Putin, I think it's horrible that you're being called out. I really do. I think, Putin, you should do something about that. You should go to The Hague and make a speech you should do that i want i want desperately for putin to go to the hague and make a speech but because of course he will be immediately seized and put under arrest <laughs> netherland's prime minister Mark Root said talks on potential donations of F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine are progressing and there are no taboos. He said, we are working closely with our partners, Belgium, others, UK, Denmark, on getting the debate somehow to a conclusion. We are not there yet. The Dutch PM had uh, previously said the Netherlands would consider any kind of military support for Ukraine if it does not trigger conflict between NATO and Russia. He noted, but at this moment, the panzer howitzers are in Ukraine. The Leo twos are being delivered uh, to Ukraine. The Leo twos are the, uh, the, the tanks. Those are the tanks. Uh, so we will work on this diligently on the F16s and clearly there is support in parliament for this government to work on that so F16s are they got jets going to ukraine <coughs> excuse me we shall see on uh, the kerson attack from yesterday the death toll has risen to 23 governor alexander prokudin said in an online video, the enemy's uh, enemy's targets are the places where we live. Their targets are our lives and uh, and the lives of our children. Adding that at the hypermarket, a railway station and residential buildings were hit. Uh, That was yesterday's that we talked about in the news. Uh, uh, There seems to be uh, intense attacks this morning in Ukraine, also Thursday morning. Uh, Ukrainian air defenses have shot down 18 out of 24 kamikaze drones that Russia launched in a pre-dawn attack. Kiev city administration said all missiles and drones targeted, targeting the Ukrainian capital for the third time in four days were destroyed. The Kiev administration said in a statement, the Russians have attacked Kiev using Shahid loitering munitions and missiles like the ballistic type. Blasts have been heard in Kiev and other cities in early hours of the morning with some local authorities reporting that anti-aircraft defenses were at work. The regional military administration said on Telegram air defenses are working in the Kiev region. Ukrainian media reported explosions in the southern city of Zaporizhzhia and the head of the regional military administration said on Telegram that anti-aircraft defensive had been in operation. Local media also reported blasts in the Black Sea port of Odessa. The Ukrainian Southern Military Command said out of 15 Shahid uh, kamikaze drones fired at the Black Sea uh, uh, coastal city of Odessa, Ukraine's air defenses destroyed 12, while three struck a university compound. There were no casualties. (coughs) Russia's TASS news agency reported part of an oil refinery in southern uh, Russia is on fire after the facility was hit by a drone attack. TASS said the incident occurred at the Ilsky refinery near the Black Sea port of Novor, uh, Novorosisk. Sis, uh, uh The city is about 60 miles uh, south uh, east of the uh, Kerch Bridge, from what I gathered from the maps. It cited a uh, source as saying the fuel reservoir was on fire, but gave no details. Uh, and and it makes sense to to hit it before a counteroffensive, uh, since it's an oil depot and it's near the supply lines. Also, Krasnodar Governor uh, Veniam uh, Veniamin Kondraytchiev wrote on Telegram today: "A second turbulent night for our emergency services." He said tanks with oil products were on fire at the Ielsky refinery, but did not give a reason. There were no casualties, he said, citing preliminary data. Uh, the uh, governor said the refinery fire had been localized to a 400 square meter uh, area, and which is like uh, 4,500 square feet, something like that, and was quickly extinguished by emergency services following a drone attack earlier on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's getting ready to start. It's, it's going on. All this stuff is going on. I, you know what? I know some of you are listening to me to, uh, just so you can hear me butcher, uh, names of, of Russians that are really hard for me to pronounce. I know that's why you listen. Please don't deny it. Uh, you have Jenny who I, I i have been pronouncing correctly as far as i know has again complained that his requests for ammunition were being ignored he said the expected ukrainian counter offenses The counteroffensive had begun that his fighters were observing heightened activity along the front line in Ukraine, and yet his forces were short of ammunition. Specifically, Prigozhin said, the Ministry of Defense has not provided us with artillery ammunition and we only have resources for a few days. They ignore all requests from Wagner. Of course, this could all be fake to lure in Ukrainian fighters. So we shall see. Now that I have your attention. Fifteen minutes in. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the world. And let's start. We got a couple of breaking news stories this morning. Uh, First of all, the Justice Department. Four members of the far right Proud Boys have been found guilty of seditious conspiracy by a jury in Washington, D.C. for their role to forcibly prevent the peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election. It was the January 6th insurrection. Defendants Ethan Nordian, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Real, Dominic, I'm sorry, Enrique, Enrique Tarrio, and Dominic Pizzola face a range of charges, including three separate conspiracy charges, uh, uh, obstructing the Electoral College vote and tampering with evidence. Now, this story is just uh, breaking. I know they've all been... Been charged with count four and count five, which I'm not sure which ones they are. I think those are obstructing uh, an official government proceeding or something, and, and something else like that. Um, the the count of the first count of seditious conspiracy, four of them, uh, excluding Dominic Pozzola, uh, were char were were um, uh, they they were given that uh, uh, guilty. Count on that. Um, the the jury is still uh, debating whether Pozzola will also get that count, um, but we will see. We're not sure yet. Uh, the jury was una- unable to reach, like I said, reach verdict on seditious conspiracy charges for Pozzola. The seditious uh, conspiracy charges will likely put the others in federal prison for decades. Uh, This is still breaking. Uh, This is a huge win for the Justice Department because now that shows that other people can get seditious conspiracy charges, right? So more is going to, uh, thousands more could be charged. I mean, they've only charged about a thousand. There could be more, but we will see. And this is the big breaking news this morning. Clarence Thomas more on his corruption. Harlan Crow, the Republican megadona megadonor paid for Clarence's Clarence Thomas's grand school which cost $6,000 a month. $6,000 a month. I and most of my friends could live on $6,000 a month, right? Anyway, what's, what what they're claiming, okay, they're saying rules don't require gifts to be reported for extended family, but, but the Thomases have been taking care of him since he was a child. Uh, Thomas had taken legal custody of his grandnephew at the time and told a C-SPAN in an interview he was raising him as his son. Thomas did not note the payments from Crow on his annual financial disclosures. In a statement, Mark Paoletta, who has represented Thomas's wife, Ginny, said the tuition payments was not reportable because disclosure requirements do not cover nephews. But he's raising him as his son. Are you kidding me? This is huge. This is probably the worst thing to come out so far. I mean, this is really bad. This is really bad. And I think it's just going to get worse. Uh, I I suppose more will be out. I haven't read the article yet. Uh, This is ProPublica, by the way. ProPublica, which has broken the last several stories. So if you want to go online and look at ProPublica and see what they have against Clarence Thomas, as of today, as of this morning, go at it. Have some fun. Uh, Moving on. To the Fed. uh, And this happened yesterday. The Fed raised... The interest rate, another quarter of a point, 25 basis points, as expected in his uh, his speech. Jerome Powell said, Our focus remains squarely on our dual mandate to promote maximum employment and stable prices for the American people, which is maybe what they are supposed to do, but not what he's doing. By maximum employment, He means maximum profit for corporations by maximizing the use of employees and maximizing the value of employees by reducing the workforce and driving down wages. That's what he really means. And as if it was a good thing, he said, quote, nominal wage growth has shown some signs of easing. In other words, wages are going down. That's what he's saying. And he said that like it was a good thing. How is that good if people aren't making enough? He also said, overall, labor demand still substantially exceeds the supply of available workers, which I find hard to believe. However, there might be some jobs available at below a living wage. Why would anybody want to take a job at below a living wage? They can't survive on it. Right? Jobs that you can live on, forget it. What he did not mention is so a report that came out yesterday is that median pay for top chief executives raised itself to $22.3 million. That's the median wage, yesterday. The executive compensation research firm, Equilar, released its annual findings on CEO pay in 2022, uh, showing the 100 highest paid CEOs of companies with a revenue of $1 billion or more, the companies, uh, made 7.7% more than in 2021. Jerome Powell wants to tame inflation and corporations have blamed inflation for higher prices on goods and services. But the supposed financial burden caused by the rising consumer price index has not forced executives to take pay cuts. With the average U.S. private sector employee earning uh, 1000 excuse me, about $1,132 per week, Last year, up only 3.6% from 2021. The median CEO-to-worker pay ratio raised, arose uh, to 20, 288 to 1. 288 to 1. 288 times. Uh, 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 what is that? 20, 28, 2800, almost 2,900 Times the amount of uh, employees. The ratio was 254 to 1 in the previous year. So it raised, uh, what is that, uh, 88 to uh, 54, almost 30, uh, um, uh, 30 more times. <laughs> oh, man. So let me ask you if CEOs took only a million dollars a year for their pay and spread out that other 21.3 million to all their employees. Let's say the company has 5000 employees. That would be a $4200 raise for each employee, which would certainly make a dent in economic strife, wouldn't it? Or that company could hire 500 more people to reduce unemployment. And I and I don't mean I I don't mean those fake unemployment numbers that we use because we only count unemployment for people who uh, 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 ask for unemployment, right? You don't. we don't count the homeless because they don't get unemployment. We don't count them. We, most of them don't get unemployment. We don't count people that have fallen off the rolls because they've gone past uh, beyond how much unemployment they can claim. We don't count those people that are still unemployed looking for jobs. We don't count them. Seriously. The point is, Powell said, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this quote again. He said, quote, Nominal wage growth has shown some signs of easing but made no mention of wages for CEOs which have gone through the roof and appear to be an equal driver of inflation. Fixing the economy has more to it than controlling employee pay. Controlling CEO pay appears to be more important and nobody talks about it. That is the disturbing corporatism of the Fed. Moving on. After that rant, sorry. (laughs) It seems that Trump pays a lot of money to lawyers and for court costs. Have you noticed that? Oh, wait a minute. I don't mean his lawyers. That's a given. Well, it's not a given that he pays them. It's a given that he says he's going to pay them. But he keeps losing cases and being told to pay lawyers fees and court costs. Yesterday, a New York judge dismissed Donald Trump's 2021 lawsuit against the New York Times and ordered him to pay attorney's fees for the paper and three of his journalists who are listed as defendants. Trump's Lawyers argued that the Times had played a role in a torturous interference with a contract, knowingly breaching his contractual rights with his niece from a 2001 settlement agreement that bound her to confidentiality and non-disclosure of certain records. If you remember, his niece has a doctorate in psychology. She's a uh, uh, or is she a psychiatrist? She's a doctor. Is she a psychiatrist? It's something like that. And basically says. She has said that Trump is a sociopath. You might also you might also remember the story of Trump seeing his niece in a bathing suit at one of his pools and telling her that she had a she had a great rack. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. He really did that. Ooh, god, that's so creepy. Oh man, I just got chills. That's so gross. Anyway, Reed's ruling comes as a defeat for Trump who filed the $100 million lawsuit in 2021 against the Times, uh, his estranged niece, Mary Trump, and others. The uh, lawsuit alleged Mary Trump and three journalists from the paper, Susan Craig, David Barstow, and Russell uh, Buechner, um engaged in an insidious plot to obtain confidential and highly sensitive records, I'm talking about his taxes, which they exploited for their own benefit and utilized as a means of falsely legitimizing their publicized Works for their own benefit. How did it benefit them? Except, you know, they wrote a news story. That's not a benefit. That's just a job, and it's a job protected by uh, by the First Amendment, Uh, citing precedent. In New York courts, Reed, the judge, dismissed the torturous interference claim because the Times defendant's purpose in reporting on a newsworthy story constitutes justification as a matter of law. He further argued that the First Amendment guarantees a guarantee of freedom of the press to report on newsworthy subjects, guards against such claims. While yesterday's ruling dismisses the claims against the Times and its journalists, a ruling has not yet been. About Mary Trump, who has filed a motion to dismiss, we shall see what happens with her. Creepy Trump. Uh, and speaking of speaking of creepy, in Trump's E. Jean Carroll rape trial, things are not going well for Trump. Carroll's attorneys uh, presented compelling testimony from an expert psychologist who testified to the mental toll that Carol has suffered as a result of the alleged rape, Carol's attorneys also presented testimony from Natasha Stoinoff, a reporter for People who testified that Trump sexually assaulted her at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, then attorneys uh, showed the, uh, then attorneys uh, uh, showed the grab him by the pussy video which is exactly what Trump allegedly did to E. Jean Carroll. And the psychologist, or or the psychiatrist uh, that testified, said that anyone, uh, anything, can uh, trigger the feeling of of Trump's fingers inside E. Jean uh, Carroll's uh, vagina. And it was very disturbing uh uh the the things that were said in court yesterday to make matters worse for trump trump 's attorneys announced to the court that their alone remaining proposed witness would not testify at trial. This leaves Trump with no witnesses and no evidence that he is offering at the trial. Uh, and, and that was a rebuttal psychiatrist who apparently said, oh, man, uh, this is not for me. It's way too bad for me to say anything against this because it's probably too legitimate. Now Trump is relying upon cross-examination of E. Jean Carroll's witnesses, which went badly yesterday. Judge Kaplan informed the jurors that this trial is almost over. Carroll's case is likely to conclude today. The jurors will be given Friday off while the attorneys meet with the judge to discuss the instructions that Judge Kaplan will give to the jurors. Uh, closing arguments will be uh, on Monday. Carroll's attorneys will uh, present the closing argument for two hours. Then Trump's attorneys will have two and a half hours for their closing arguments. Carroll's attorneys will uh, get the last word with a half hour for rebuttal during closing arguments, uh, I'm sure they're going to throw some challenges uh, on Friday uh, to the court. They're trying; they're going to try and delay it even further. So that could happen. We shall see what happens. Okay, moving on to more local stuff. This is scary. Texas, almost as bad as saying Florida. Uh. But Texas, the uh, GOP-controlled Texas Senate on Tuesday passed a proposal allowing the state to overturn elections in Harris County, home to the state's most populous city, Houston. Also, comparatively to the rest of Texas, very progressive. I mean, it's it's not it's not like Austin, which is extremely progressive, but it's relatively. Uh, I mean, it's like. Yeah, Slightly leaning progressive, barely, you know. The legislation penalizes county officials for running out of ballot paper at some voting sites in the 2022 election. Still, more importantly, it gives Republican Governor Greg Abbott precedent-setting power to undo election results. And, oh, you know this is going to be challenged. The measure would give Abbott Uh, uh, Abbott's appointed Secretary of State the authority to hold a new election in the county if it runs out of paper at 2% or more of its polling sites for more than an hour. Texas Governor Greg Abbott would have the precedent setting power to reverse elections if the bill passes as expected. I'm not kidding. This is crazy. This is insane. The bill now goes to the Republican-controlled Texas House where they will pass it. I have no doubt this will get challenged. It could be challenged simply because there is no mandate that the Secretary of State decides. So, okay, so if a Democrat wins, they can challenge it. And if a Republican wins, they don't have to challenge it if they don't want to, if the same thing is going on. But either way, the law should be disallowed completely. There should be no challenge to an election. For those reasons. Moving on. All right, because what they're going to do is, is very simple. They're going de- to lower the funding for, for uh, the county, which means that uh, they won't have as many sites open for elections, uh, for voting. And people are going to be waiting in line, and they're going to run out of paper at those sites. Uh, they- this is what they're planning. Come on, so they can, so they if if a Democrat wins, they can go in there and say, sorry, it's no good. Sorry, no, sorry, your vote doesn't count. Come on, are you serious? There's no way this can happen. Uh, But we'll see, we'll see who challenges this. I I know the ACLU is going to challenge it. We'll see. Uh, The U.S. Department of Labor find uh, finally. Three McDonald's franchises after an investigation determined that hundreds of children, including two 10 year olds, uh, were working there in violation of federal labor law. The 10 year olds were working for no pay, for zero pay. I'll get to that in a minute. As part of their investigation, officials found that Louisville, Kentucky-based McDonald's franchise operator Bauer Food, LLC, hired two 10-year-olds to work at one of its locations unpaid and as late as 2 a.m., with one of the children even permitted to operate a deep fryer, a task for which workers must be at least 16 years old. What actually happened was an employee had her kids there with her and they helped her out, which is illegal. The Labor Department said below the minimum, wage, uh, minimum age for employment, they prepared and distributed food orders, cleaned the store, worked at the drive through window, and operated a register. What's more serious is what's not being talked about. Let me ask you, have you ever seen a McDonald's truck dropping off meat? I've never seen a McDonald's truck in front of the store. Uh, unloading stuff into the uh, restaurant I've never seen that have you? think about it right? I yeah I always see children going in but don't always see them coming out so where does McDonald's burger meat come from? think about that anyway sort of a joke there. Uh, That's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thursday, May 4th, 2023. May the 4th be with you. Thursday, May 4th, 2023. I truly appreciate you so much. Uh, Thank you for coming. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C Y B E R C L O P S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. At least it's supposed to be anyway, right? I'm Peter Lawrence. Reporting from Los Angeles.